goes down at the 20. As end zone, touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Stafford and Megatron get the Lions right back in this game. Detroit Pistons, congratulations, and here's the trophy. 2008 NBA champion for the 17th time, a record with your Boston Celtics. You're listening to Rough in the Basket, hosted by Brandon Carr and Noah Burns, presented by The Daily Goats. Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. My name is Noah. This is Brandon Carr. Carr, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm back. I missed last week's episode. You and the CEO, the founder of the Daily Go, Jason Pombo. Shout out to him. You guys did a great job breaking down the AFC East. Uh, it listens. I had some different opinions than you guys on a couple of things, but overall, you guys did a fantastic job. But today, I'm back, back from vacation, and we're going to get into the AFC North. That's the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns. And I'm excited to go over this division with you, Noah. Yeah, for sure, man. So let's get right into it. You know, and I'm sure that we'll be talking about our differences and opinions while the season progresses and, you know, Mm -hmm. see how we do with all our predictions and whatnot. But yeah, man, the first team I want to get into is the Cincinnati Bengals. And now, you know, the Bengals, they finally have a star quarterback. You know, they had Indy Dalton for several years on that pretty rough contract, to say the least. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't hate Andy Dalton. I think he was uh, great at TCU. I actually did enjoy watching him in college. I thought he, he played okay in the NFL, but he was never that guy to put them over the hump. He was never the guy to lead them through a Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. now I think they do have that guy in Joe Burrow as long as he stays healthy going forward, which is a big plus for them. But now from what I've been seeing from the numbers is their defense is – it's horrific. You know, they, they finished the uh, last in NFL in terms of getting sacks last season. They had 17 worse than the NFL and they, they just struggled to really make stops on the defensive side of the ball, which I think might hinder them going forward. Um, but yeah, Carl, I want to hear your thoughts on this team. Are they on the uprise? You think they still have work to get done or what are your thoughts? I think there's a lot of work that needs to get done with this team still. And I feel like, you know, I think the number one thing is Joe Burrow's health. You know, he suffered a really horrific injury last season. I think it was an ACL injury. Might have even been like an LCL. It, it was one of those like severe like tears in his body, on his, in his leg, where, you know, there was questions that whether or not he would be even ready to start the season. But it seems like that he will be. He's going to be playing limited snaps in the Bengals' final preseason game. So that's a good sign for his health. But I think the Bengals still have a long way to go. Look, they have some weapons on this team. They drafted Jamar Chase fifth overall, who was my wide receiver one in the past year's drafts. But, you know, as we've seen kind of in training camp, he's been kind of having a rough training camp. Uh, The big thing has been kind of separation and drops. He had a few drops the last preseason game. But I think that's kind of attributed to him not really playing football since the beginning of 2020 remember he opted out last season in the last game he the last professional or whatever football game that he's played in was the national championship game so it's been a long time and I think definitely there's some rust with Jamar Chase and I think he'll definitely become more acclimated and stuff like that and 
from what I've seen too, I mean, he's had a really good practice th- practice this past week. So it's a good thing to see that as well. Um, but, you know, this Bengals team, T Higgins is another great receiver. I think is going to be another, is going to have another great season and a great rookie season. We'll build off of this year. And then you obviously got Tower Boy, Joe Mixon. I'm a big fan of him. Always have been um, at the running back position. But when you look at the Bengals, you just kind of look at their offensive line and, that's kind of, you know, the biggest vocal point on this team. That's going to be an issue. I mean, this offensive line could not protect Joe Burrow at all last season. I mean, Joe Burrow was running around. It got to the point where he takes this devastating blow to the leg and he's out for the season. And, you know, where I can go back to draft night, I was someone who I think they should have taken Panay Sewell. Like, I truthfully believe that. I'm not saying Jamar Chase is a bad pick. But I think, you know, they were obviously wanted to pair him up with Joe Burrow. They not saying the Bengals didn't need to have like a big play threat on their team, because that's what Jamar Chase does. And the Bengals, I think, were like last in the NFL in big time plays down the field. So getting Chase would obviously help that out. But I think you just have to look at the injury that Joe Burrow had. And you just have to think to yourselves, like you should have taken a guy like Panay Sewell who, I know he's been kind of struggling a little bit for your Lions in the preseason. I think that's just because he's playing right tackle right now and not left tackle. So he's kind of getting acclimated and playing a different tackle position. But I think you do that the Bengals made a mistake in not taking him, not saying Jamar Chase is going to be a bad player. Even if Jamar Chase is a Hall of Fame wide receiver, I think Panay Sewell has the potential to be a Hall of Fame left tackle. And I just think that's more important. But yeah, this Bengals team, I'm not really too high on them. I think they definitely can improve. Um, I mean, last year there were four and 11 and one. Um, I'm not a big fan of their head coach. I think Zach Taylor is going to get fired throughout the season. I, I just, I don't feel like that he's the guy moving forward. I think the Bengals are definitely going to be looking for a head coach next season. Um, Zach Taylor really, really hasn't shown me anything, but yeah, this Bengals team, I'm not really a big fan of it. The defense, I don't really like either. Um, so I'm really not too high on this team, but they have a lot there's a lot of things that they need to do. It starts with the offensive line, making sure Joe Burrow is healthy, and then fixing their defense. They signed Trey Hedrickson, who, you know, was kind of like the replacement for Carl Lawson, who ended up unfortunately getting injured for the Jets and is going to miss the season. So wishing a speedy recovery for him. But, um, yeah, this Bengals team has a lot of ways to go. Um, they have the quarterback right for now. As long as Joe Burrow can stay healthy, I think he can be a franchise guy but it's about protecting him. It's about improving this defense. And I think it's about finding the right head coach. Yeah, I, I think uh, definitely protecting their star quarterback is should be the focus. I do think they made the right decision, though, with drafting uh, Chase. I, I do like the fact that they are trying to get, you know, get, get their star quarterback as many options as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, T. Higgins was big for them last season, and now they're going to be bringing in Chase. And uh, they, they also have, uh, you know, a few other guys in their team, which I think can still make plays. I, I, I think, um, you know, Giovanni Bernard is going to be a, a, a slight loss for them. It's got, definitely going to put a lot more pressure on Joe Mixon. And uh, a fu- funny story, actually. So I had a, a fantasy draft a few days ago. Mm. And uh, shout out PJ drafted uh, Joe Mixon <laughs> in the second round. And he got absolutely buried, man. People were just like mocking him. So like the, the, you know, the verdict is still out on Joe Mixon. I mean, if you look at the stats, they are overwhelmingly decent, you know, like, but 
I, I think now without him having a guy that can catch passes in the background and, and can be um, a supplement for him, I don't know how well he's going to succeed with that kind of workload. Well, uh, so I definitely have doubts about that. See, my thing with Joe Mixon has always been the team around him. I think he's had a really poor offensive line. And, you know, sometimes that's just not a recipe for success. I think Joe Mixon is a very talented player. I've always liked him coming out of college. He fell because he had an off the field issue, but he's always had the past, you know, the past catching chops. It's just the Bengals have had Giovanni Bernard who has kind of stolen those targets away from him. But I'm assuming I'm hopeful, hoping, hoping that Joe Mixon gets involved more in the passing game because he can definitely catch passes. He's a good pass catching back as well for being a bigger size running back. Um, I mean, Bill Belichick before the, when the Patriots played the Bengals like two years ago called Joe Mixon the best running back in the NFL. Like, I mean, it, he's not the best running back in the NFL, but that's high praise from someone who, you know, has been coaching in this league for God knows how long has had the success that Bill Belichick has had. So I think Joe Mixon, you know, it's been injuries that have kind of also hampered him as well. I mean, he's missed time um, due to lower body injuries. You know, he missed a lot of the time last season because of an injury. I just think it's the situation he's in. The offensive line's not good. He's not been able to stay healthy. He's a very talented player, but it's just, it's health with him and it's the situation he's in. I think he's a really good player, but he just unfortunately was dealt the wrong hands and ended up being a really bad situation for himself. For sure. And, uh, you know, going back to the defense, another interesting stat is on top of them having the least sacks in the NFL last season, they also gave up the second most 20 yard rushes in the NFL. So all over that defense is a mess. They had the second most points that they were able to put on the scoreboard on the offensive side of the ball last season. And, you know, a big part of that, I think, is just playmaking and the offensive line. Obviously, um, you know, they just didn't have the capabilities. But the over-under on them is six and a half wins. You know, I'm just going to go the under just because I think that this division is so good, man. You got three teams that are probably going to make the playoffs or at least be in the playoff mix going into the final week. So with that being said, and also, I mean, if you look at those three defenses, we'll get into that on, in a second, but they're, they're phenomenal defenses. You yeah. know, the Browns can hold their own, definitely adding uh, – adding the, the former number one pick Clowney, you know, um, and on top of that, they, they already have Miles Garrett, who's arguably the best pass rusher yeah. in the, the league right now, you know? So, I mean, when you look at this Steelers, they have uh, a bunch of guys, you know, uh, they have Watt, uh, TJ Watt, right? TJ Watt, yep. TJ Watt, yeah, I always get him and his brothers confused. <laughs> TJ Watt, you know, and then the Ravens, they're still able to hold their own on defense too. So I just don't think that they have enough playmaking. They don't have enough um, power on the offensive line and yeah. they don't have a good enough defense at this point. And yeah, I agree with you. Their head coach will get hot, uh, fired at the end of the season. Most likely. Do you think that they're going to be on the under as well? Yeah, that's under. That's a hard under for me. Um, I'm actually surprised that that number is six and a half. I just, I don't see it. And you know, this team, I think, it just has, you know, a long ways to go. They definitely have some problems and pieces on this team, but I just think, you know, the offensive line, they have to address that at some point. I mean, they brought in Riley Reef from the Vikings, who was a starter, but, you know, they I, I just feel like they haven't done a good job of beefing up their offensive line. And then you have the weapons, I think, for Joe Burrow. It's the offensive line and obviously the defense. I think, you know, this team has kind of, you know, been a kind of a lackluster defense over the past few years. And I think it just contributed to, you know, not having, you know, the personnel for it. And I definitely think their coach, head coach is getting fired. And 
Cincinnati is going to be looking for a new head coach. And yeah, I, I definitely feel like that this is going to be a season where they hit the under for sure and be the worst division, worst team in this division. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yo, side note, I actually just got uh, an Andy Dalton autograph card in the mail today, bro. <laughs> on eBay. Dude, on eBay, it was like 10 bucks and it was, uh, you know, him in a Bengals uniform. So I was like, uh, I mean, might as well like autograph and everything. But anyways, all right, that's just a side note, but we're going to move on because the Bengals, you know, they, uh, they're still kind of trash and we don't really need to focus that much on them. I don't think they'll be in the mix at all. Now, yeah. moving on to the next team, the Browns, you know, surprised a ton of people last year. I thought it, I did, didn't really think that they would be as good as they actually were. You know, the Browns constantly are choking um, and they've been uh, unfortunately on the back end of many jokes and uh, insults from fans for the last several years. So now to see them on the rise, um, I mean, I think it's great for football, definitely, to see a franchise that's been on the low for so long finally start to move forward. And, you know, with so many of the te- these teams, the real question is on the quarterback. And I think it's definitely true with Baker Mayfield. I think he's on the hot seat, man. I think if he has a bad season, he's gone. He, they're not going to re-sign him. And even if he has a semi-good season, I don't think they should re-sign him, to be honest with you. Maybe to, like, a one-year deal – but I just think that he's he might not be the quarterback for them in the long term, and I think he might actually be hindering their success. I remember there was three straight weeks. Um, I, I don't remember the exact weeks, but he had zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he had something like 120 to, to 180 yards during those three weeks, um, uh, you know, every single week. And, uh, I mean, I think, you know, he's not going to win you games. He's, he's that guy where, you know, his stats actually looked really good last season, but that's because he had two weeks where he had like five or six touchdown passes and no interceptions, but he's inconsistent. And I think that's a big thing with them. And, uh, I mean, I think that's really going to be the key to their season is how he ends up playing and, you know, how he does in the future. But, uh, yeah. Well, what do you think about this Browns team? Yeah. Um, I've never been the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. Um, you know, I've also had my criticism towards the guy, but I think the I think the Browns kind of have to give him a big contract. I mean, we're kind of starting to see. I mean, Josh Allen just got a massive contract. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be due for a massive contract, and then I think, I mean, you know, the Browns are a good enough team where I feel like it's going to be hard for them to, you know, get like a replacement for Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Like they wouldn't be drafted very high to draft the quarterback. Um, you know, there's a possibility they could make a trade. If Deshaun Watson's available, maybe they consider, you know, kind of pushing the chips on the table and bringing him in. But I think Baker Mayfield, you know, he's, he's had, you know, he's had my criticism in the past, but he did have a really solid season last year. And I think you kind of saw, you know, the second half of the season, he kind of started to, you know, get his groove going and he started to play some really good football. And that's kind of how, where you saw the Browns really pick it up and go 11 and five last season. You know, I think Cleveland, like low key, I mean, this might be a hot take, but like they're definitely in the mix for a Super Bowl, you know, appearance. I think this team from like top to bottom is, is super good. I mean, they're running back core. I think they have the best duo in the NFL, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt you know, running behind the best offensive line in the NFL, by the way. I think Cleveland, you kind of saw it last season. They had the best offensive line in the NFL. You have two guys who can run the football. And the whole thing with Baker Mayfield, like, I think, um, or Baker Mayfield and Odell, like, I've seen this narrative where, oh, Baker Mayfield is better when Odell is not on the field, which if you look at the stats, it kind of tells that, it kind of shows that. But, like, 
I think if you look at the bigger picture, I just feel like it's like a false narrative. Like Odell, you know, he's a, a supremely talented wide receiver when he's on the field healthy. It's been health. And I think last season, you know, we had a COVID, you know, a COVID filled season. We still have dealing with COVID, but like the NFL was kind of walking it down and you didn't see a lot of practice, not a lot of, you know, time for these guys to get reps with each other. And I think, you know, that kind of hindered like the Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham chemistry. I just feel like it's a chemistry issue. And I think, you know, if they now you have an off season for those guys to get it right, I definitely feel like Odell has a chance to bounce back. And, you know, we've been kind of waiting for that for a while, but with the injuries and then the COVID riddled season last year, not really getting a proper off season to kind of develop more chemistry with Baker in this offense. We kind of, you know, saw that, you know, take a take fold in the beginning of the season. I think Baker Mayfield also just struggled to begin the season and, you know, he kind of, you know, settled down and became more of an efficient quarterback throughout the second half of the season. So I think Baker Mayfield is going to get a contract from the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, Oh boy, they're going to overpay for him, which, I mean, it probably will be an overpay, but it's really hard to find, you know, that starting quarterback. And I think Baker Mayfield is fine. And with the team he has around him, like I said, best offensive line in the NFL, best duo at running back in the NFL. If they could get the play action game going, where I think that's where Baker Mayfield is at his best, like they can be really successful. And I think Kevin Stefanski, you know, from him coming from that, uh, he came from the Minnesota Vikings where they kind of did a lot of that type of stuff with Dalvin Cook and company. So I think uh, Stefanski, you know, is going to make sure that this Browns team is in a good enough scheme, a good enough system for Baker Mayfield. Then the defense, obviously, Miles Garrett is an absolute freak of nature. I think him and Aaron Donald are the two best defensive players in the NFL, along with probably Jalen Ramsey. I think those three guys just Miles Garrett's a monster. I mean, the, the things that he's able to do, the bag of pass rush moves he has, the freak athleticism, he's like unblockable. And then, you know, you mentioned Jadavion Clowney coming in too. You know, he's kind of had a disappointing NFL career, but I think, you know, with him kind of being on the opposite side of Miles Garrett, maybe that frees up more of an opportunity for him to win those one-on-ones and be effective. And then the Browns, obviously, you know, they're secondary with Denzel Ward. Um, they brought in John Johnson, I think, from the Rams, who I thought was a really good signing by them. Um, this Cleveland Browns team is really good, and I definitely feel like that they, they're they in that Super Bowl mix for the AFC, not saying that they're going to get there, but this team was just in the divisional round last season and were, you know, very close to beating that Kansas City Chiefs team. So I think this team could definitely – kind of rebound and I feel like this team could definitely win the division as well um I really like the Cleveland Browns this year yeah I I do too man I just think you know we're gonna see that Baker Mayfield is gonna hold them back you know just expanding on what I said because you know I, I don't think I've really highlighted this that well but he did have three weeks where he had between 122 and 204 yards passing and uh you know zero touchdown zero interception three straight weeks that was um against now listen to these teams the Philadelphia Eagles the Houston Texans and the Las Vegas Raiders that is terrible those are three terrible defenses where he should have took advantage of you know their their terrible um pass defense and I mean they struggled to do that just to put it in perspective the Eagles gave up the most 40 yards 
um, pass plays in the NFL, 40 yards or more. So with that being said, man, I think that he is going to hold them back eventually. And I think that they are going to see that. And I still think he is going to get a contract despite that, because I think they're going to remember the 20 year stretch where they didn't have a franchise quarterback, but yeah. um, you know, the over under on this, I actually went out of order. The Steelers over under is uh, lower than the Browns. So we'll go back to them yeah. after, but the over under yeah. with the, the Browns is 10 wins. I am going to go, I'm going to say the over, man. I, I think that this team is, is rock solid. And, you know, like you said, the two runners that they have are both beasts. I mean, Nick Chubb in his career has averaged 5.2 yards a carry. That's ridiculous. Um, and then obviously Kareem Hunt has been able to hold his own too. And every time Nick Nick Chubb is out of the lineup, uh, Kareem Hunt is having 100-plus yard games yeah. and touchdowns. So, so they, have, they have all the, the tools to succeed besides Baker Mayfield, but they will end up going over. Yeah, I think over too. And, yeah, like Nick Chubb, I feel like he's one of the best pure rushers in the NFL. It's just so fun to watch him play football. Like – just the vision that he has and then obviously like the home run hitting ability of Nick Chubb and just like his all-around game like he's so fun to watch and you know this Browns team is going to be fun I think they're definitely a team that's going to hit the over um with only 10 wins I think there definitely could be a team that can win 11 to 12 games for sure with this roster that they have all right cool man cool so I'm going to move on to the Steelers now. And the Steelers, you know, like I said, they're over under is nine, less than the Browns. And last year, the Steelers were a team of two tails, man. They started off the season 11-0. and I believe they lost their last five games or four, four out of five games. Actually, I, I got to. So they want. So, okay, they lost their, um, they lost three games in a row, then won a game against the Colts and then lost um, their last game against the Browns and then lost against the Browns in the playoffs. So, they were five they they won one out of six games in that span all right five. so yeah so they started off 10 and 0 and then went one and five after that and uh you know it's a it's a pity because i mean they did look extremely well you know everybody thought that um they were at least gonna gonna advance the second round of the playoffs you know but Ultimately, when you look at the teams that they were facing, their strength of schedule was terrible and they took advantage yeah. of that. And that's ultimately why that, you know, they succeeded at the first half of the season and it was a facade. Um, I think it's safe to say that looking at what happened in the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure if they really got that much better, to be honest. I think the Browns got better. Obviously, I didn't got clowny, but. You know, I, I think it's if they were in a different division, man, if they were in, um, I don't know, like the Jaguars division, division, I could see them hitting the over easy. Um, I could see them getting 12 wins, you know, mm-hmm. in that division. However, this is a tough division, a lot of competition. With that being said, I think that they're going to I'm going to go with the over with them as well. But I definitely think that it's going to be tight. Actually, that nine, I, I'm going to go 10. I'm going to say they win 10 games this year. Fair. Um, yeah, my thoughts about the Steelers, I think you definitely hit the nail around the head. I mean, a lot of people were saying that this was like one of the worst 11 and 0 teams of all time, which I mean, you know, they kind of just, they crumbled, you know, they lose to the Washington football team, um, who I believe Alex Smith was their starter or Taylor Heineke. I forget which one. I think it was Alex Smith, but then they lose to Buffalo. They get, you know, they get destroyed by Buffalo. They lose to the Bengals were a team that, you know, was kind of on the down, you know, on the town. I'm pretty sure they were starting, like, their backup quarterback. I can't even remember his name off the top of my head. It might have been Brandon Allen. Like, they were starting, you know, 
someone that was like a backup quarterback. They did beat the Colts and then they lost the Browns. And then obviously, you know, you saw that game against the Browns in the playoffs where they Steelers did put up a lot of points, but it was a lot of garbage time points to come back in that game. But the Browns pretty much dominated them. Um, so, you know, this team, I think it, the Pittsburgh Steelers are, I still, I still think a good team. Um, I think, you know, big Ben, I feel like this is his last season or yeah, I would say this is big Ben's last season. I mean, I think with big Ben, you know, I think his arm is going to be a question mark, whether or not he can push it down the field. I mean, I think, you know, to start the season, his arm's going to look good. But I think as the season kind of progresses, you kind of see like the older quarterbacks, their arm strength kind of deteriorates because of the wear and tear throughout a season. And I feel like Big Ben could be in trouble in that regard. Um, you know, they definitely has the array of weapons. I mean, this team, they drafted Najee Harris in the first round, who I, it was everybody's number one running back in last year's class from Alabama, who was just super dominant. You know, he easily, you know, that anyone, Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, or Najee Harris could have won the Heisman realistically. I mean, that team was just so good, but I think, you know, bringing him in, you know, to replace James Conner and kind of, you know, take over, over Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland and like Jalen Samuels and these guys like that, like Najee Harris is a way better talent than those guys. So I think it will help to bring in that, that type of running back who I think, you know, Najee definitely fits that Steelers mold of a running back. I think he can definitely be a workhorse running back. He's good in the passing game, like kind of reminds me a little bit of Le'Veon Bell, but like a bigger version of him. So I think that will be definitely a, you know, a big thing for Najee Harris um, and the Steelers. And then obviously you bring back Juju, who I think many thought was on the way out, but he took less money to come back and to have a one-year contract with the Steelers. That's how much that he's kind of been devoted to this team. Deontay Johnson, you could talk about the drops, but he's a very good wide receiver talent. And then Chase Claypool, like he's a phenomenal wide receiver talent. And we saw that last year, his, his coming out party in his rookie season. So I think my question with this team is the offensive line. <clears throat> I think this team's offensive line isn't nearly as good. And I thought they would kind of address that in the draft, but they took Najee, which is fine. But I think the Steelers team, you know, their offensive line play is definitely going to be something I'm going to be watching because I don't think their offensive line is very good. Um, and that can definitely bode some, you know, pretty big problems for Big Ben and company if Big Ben's getting put on his back most of the time and having to scramble out there. So hopefully they can protect Big Ben and hopefully Big ben, Ben's arm kind of holds up throughout the season. Um, that's going to be a big thing to look at. Obviously, their defense is phenomenal. We know how good this defense is. Minka Fitzpatrick's a stud. TJ Watt's a stud. You know, they have Terrell Emmons still there. Joe Hayden's still there. Cameron Hayward's still there, who was a pro bowler last season. So, like, this team, you know, their defense is obviously their high point. They lost Bud Dupree, but I think Alex Highsmith, we kind of saw him come in and fill in that Bud Dupree role when Bud Dupree had to miss time, and he was very good. So I think they kind of found somebody there who can definitely replace Bud Dupree and his production. So this is a really good team. Devin Bush, you know, he's going to be coming back from injury as well. Um, this this Steelers defense is going to be really good. And I think, you know, that's the, the strong point of this team. This team's really good. I think, you know, we kind of saw them, you know, overachieve last season and then kind of come back down to earth. But I think this team could still be really good. I mean, you said the over or under was nine, right? I think that can definitely be over for sure. 
I think I could see them being like a 10 win team for sure. I mean, this team, I think will be in the playoff discussion in that wild card discussion. You know, this team is still really good. Mike Tomlin, I've been saying it for a long time is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I think he doesn't get a lot of credit for what he's done. He's so good. Um, you know, he had the collapse last season with this team, but his team has consistently been a team that has gone over 500 and been a winning team. So I definitely think the Steelers can be a winning team again next season. I think 10 wins, I think the over of that nine, um, I definitely feel like they can win 10 or more games. Yeah, I think, um, you know, another thing, like you said, uh, their defense is just so good and people oh, yeah. definitely overlook that. You know, they led the league in sacks last year. And uh, in terms of giving up, giving up touchdowns through the air, I mean, they really didn't do that. You know, they gave up 22 touchdowns. They also had 18 interceptions that they had, uh, you know, for themselves. So I think that that's big. Yeah. And I, I ultimately think that they will finish second in the division. I think, you know, the Browns definitely I, I think this is the year the Browns win the division, man. I mean, even though technically on paper, the Browns didn't win the division last year, they made it to the AFC championship game. So that's basically, you know, winning the division. They knocked out the the team that did win the division the Steelers. So, you know, um, yeah, man, I definitely think this team is, is definitely being overlooked. I think that, you know, this is a team where if they get overlooked, they can be dangerous and they can definitely, uh, you know, stop you on defense. And then, you know, big Ben is still has enough in the tank where, he can throw and obviously Najee Harris, um, yep. you know, him coming in now, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. And um, them having a more consistent running game is definitely going to lead to better results. So I'm going to go the, I'm going to go the over with them as well. Sure. And uh, you know, that leads to one last team, the Baltimore Ravens. And I kind of, you know, gave a spoiler, my thoughts on them. Mm. I think they're going to finish third, man. I, I think, I, I, you know, I hate to say this. I just think they're a little bit overrated, man. I, I, really do I think I think Jackson you know their quarterback is he he's not he's not a precision passer I'll put it like that he he's an MVP award winner you know you gotta respect what he's been able to do I think you know people criticizing him I think it's unfair because he's he's very very uh unique in his approach (laughs) but uh, yeah but I, I do think that you know in terms of throwing he he's still not the best passer you know what I mean yeah. And uh, I, I just, I, I have doubts with their wide receivers, you know, maybe if they had more wide receiving talent, maybe that he would do better, but I have doubts with their wide receivers. And uh, I, I just don't know, man. I, and I think their running game, their running backs uh, last season, JK Dobbins, he, uh, he played overall pretty well, but I'm not sure if he's going to be able to repeat that this year. Um, and, and I think there is some question marks there, you know, he was a rookie. He did play extremely well last year, but, um, sometimes, you know, there's a sophomore slump. So I I just don't know, man. I just don't think that Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins and, uh, Rashad Bateman is enough, you know, to throw to through the air. Um, so yeah, man, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm going to go with the under with them, man. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts with this team? Yeah. So my thoughts about it, you know, Listen, I think the Lamar Jackson slander that I've seen, you know, just to start his NFL career has been kind of ridiculous. I've always been a Lamar Jackson guy. Um, I think, like you mentioned, you know, he's not the, the greatest passer in the world, but I think he can make some of those throws. I've We've seen it. I've definitely seen it on film that Lamar, you know, he, I think, you know, he, his talent is just ridiculously good. I mean, obviously running the football, I think he's right up there like all time as one of the best rushing quarterbacks ever. 
I mean, the guy, you know, rushed again for another thousand yards on the ground, which he did last season. So like, that's, you know, that's just an element in your offense. That's really hard to stop. I mean, I think NFL defenses like probably hate playing against Lamar Jackson because of that speed. Like you have to worry about that. And obviously, you know, I don't think he's the worst passer in the NFL. I think the Ravens don't really pass the ball to begin with. I mean, they were 32nd in pass attempts last season. So they just don't really pass the ball. And obviously you kind of talked about their personnel. Like I like Mark Andrews, but he's not an every down player. He doesn't come in the, in the game when they're running the ball and he comes in the game when they're passing the ball. So it's kind of predictable what they're going to do when he's on the field. Um, you know, Marquise Brown, you know, I feel like has never been a, a wide receiver one on a team, but I think he could be a good two. And then Rashad Bateman, who I was really high on in the draft, he's missing some time. You know, I think he had a groin injury that he suffered in training camp, and I don't think he's going to be ready to start the season. I think he'd be ready towards the end of September. So <clears throat> that's kind of like a big loss. Um, Sammy Watkins, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but they lose him. So it's kind of the wide receiver corpse right now is, you know, kind of been bad. It's always kind of been bad for Lamar Jackson. Um, so hopefully when Bateman comes back, he's fine and he can produce as a rookie and be a big help for Lamar Jackson. But yeah, I don't know. I think this Ravens team, I think it's, I think they're also going to hit the under as much as that pains me to say. I just think this team did lose some pieces on their team, like Matthew Judon, who, you know, was probably their best pass rusher on the roster. He comes to the Patriots, um, you know, unique aqua has gone, Justin Houston, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, Justin Houston, they signed. So Justin Houston kind of comes in to be that veteran. Um, and, you know, they've, they're secondary with uh, Marlon Humphrey. He's really good. Um, he's one of the better corners in the NFL. And I think with a, with a John Harbaugh led team, I think they're obviously going to be fine. Um, you know, they traded away Orlando Brown, who, you know, was really good for them, obviously, but he kind of wanted to play I think left tackle. And that's kind of why he was frustrated with this situation with Baltimore. Cause they have Ronnie Staley already. Um, so they kind of, you know, parted ways with him, but yeah, I think this Ravens team, I think they're a team that can win 10 games. Um, I think they're going to be competing for this division. I think this team is really good still. I think with Lamar Jackson, as long as he's healthy and he's still playing some good football, which we kind of saw from him, in the second half of the season, he just had a really rough game against Buffalo in the playoffs and they got knocked out. But yeah, Lamar and company, they're going to be one of the better teams running the football. They always are. They're, they were the best team in the NFL last season rushing the football with, you know, Lamar Jackson obviously being a big contributor to that. You mentioned J.K. Dobbins, who I think is really good. And then Gus Edwards, who I think is super underrated, being kind of like that second, the second fiddle to J.K. Dobbins, or maybe they split carries, but yeah, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of those guys in the backfield and you have Omar and you have the, these other guys on this team. I think the Ravens, you know, they definitely didn't get better this off season. So I kind of feel like that they won't win as many games as they did last season. And they won 11 games. I think 10 wins is probably a more realistic number for this Ravens team. And I think Lamar Jackson will be just fine. I think you'll have a, a good season again. I think another thousand yards for him on the ground is not out of, you know, out of the uh, ordinary for him. And I think this Ravens team, you know, I think, you know, those divisional games against like Pittsburgh and, and Cleveland are going to be huge. And we kind of saw that, you know, last season with like the, some of the games that the, the Ravens, the game that the Ravens played against the Browns, Lamar like 
left and then came back out. Like that was one of the best games I've seen like all season, one of the better games. And those games are going to be really important to kind of who kind of dictate where these teams fall in this division. But I think, you know, the Ravens and Steelers, I feel like are kind of interchangeable. And I feel like, you know, whoever wins those divisional battles will be second in that division. Yeah, man, like you're saying, you know, like Lamar Jackson, he plays to his strengths. Like this offense, they cater to their strengths. And I think that's an important point because maybe maybe talent-wise, you know, in terms of actually throwing, like they're they're not that great of a team. But it, it doesn't really matter because, you know, if a team can play to their strengths and other defenses can't figure it out, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? So I think I'm not a Lamar Jackson hater at all. I just want that to be known, like, you know, I, yeah. I, I doubt I doubt his passing skills, but he's able to do it in other ways, and he is very unique. I like him a lot more than I do Baker Mayfield right now. I'm sorry, TJ. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> TJ's gonna be mad at that than the next. Yeah, but I do like him a lot more than Baker Mayfield, and I mean he's already at one MVP, so there's you know no debate there whatsoever. And uh, I I think that you know I am gonna take the under because I do think they're ultimately gonna win you know uh, ten games. So I'm gonna say that. Like, like you said, I think Pittsburgh and them um, are interchangeable with their positions in the division. And I ultimately do think the Browns are going to win the division yeah. finally long overdue. So it's going to be a, a fun season, but I don't want to, you know, uh, take away the importance of this defense that they have. The Baltimore Ravens have a phenomenal defense, yeah. um, gave up the second most, second least points in the NFL last season, had the second best defense in terms of points given up. Um, which is extremely important, obviously. And without Judon uh, on their defense, um, you know, that is going to be a uh, – it's going to hurt them a little bit. And I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate what they did last year on defense. But I still do think that they'll definitely have a top 10 defense. And uh, along with the Browns and the Steelers, man, I think th- this division definitely challenges any other division in terms of their their defensive capabilities. So there's going to be a lot yeah. of defense – uh, for this division and I'm looking forward to it man those three teams are absolute monsters and seeing Joe Burrow progress is going to be fun yeah I think these AFC North teams I feel like there's just always bad blood when these teams go up against each other and like like I was mentioning with the Ravens and Browns game last season probably the best game of the year I thought like it was just you know Lamar coming out making that big throw to Hollywood Brown to kind of ice the game and it being super high scoring like I just feel like, you know, we're going to see more of those this season with this division. Like I said, bad blood. The Steelers hate the Ravens. Steelers don't like the Browns. Like, you know, the Ravens don't like the Browns. Browns don't like the Ravens. Like, it's just like, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a really fun division to watch every year. And like, like I keep saying the bad blood between these three teams, you know, hopefully for Cincinnati's sake, they can kind of build their team up to kind of compete with these guys. I just feel like there's a long ways to go for them like I talked about in the beginning of the show, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be a really fun division to watch. For sure, man. So yeah, this has been our uh, division update. You know, this, this was a a great time that I had here and next week we're going to finish this off with the AFC West. We've not gone over that division yet. And uh, yeah, man, the the chiefs they're, they're in that division. So that's going to be a fun one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, man. Thank you for, you know, coming back, of course, and talking about no, no. visions. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be back next week. For sure, man. And, yeah, like Noah said, next week, AFC West, you got the Chiefs, like you mentioned, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. So we're going to get into those teams next week's episode. But 
Thank you guys for listening in to the AFC North episode. If you guys missed the AFC East preview, go back and listen to last week's episode. If you missed any of our NFC ones, any any division preview that you've missed, go back and watch it. Go back and listen to it um, because we kind of give our, you know, this is what we do. We, we've been breaking down these divisions team by team, what we think they're going to do this season, how good they're going to be, the breaking down some of the players on the teams. And it's always fun to do that. So if you guys have not listened to those episodes, please go back and listen to them. Thank you, Noah, for, you know, for breaking down these divisions next week, AFC West. Um, you know, you, you can follow us on Twitter at rough, the basket, Instagram at rough in the basket. You can follow me on Twitter at bcar underscore 13. And you can follow Noah on Instagram at nburnt 37. Thank you guys for listening in.